Just not getting it, getting it. I know a lot of people in my business, you know, and, when, and this is a fairly conservative town, so I'm going to run into more conservative type people here than I would if I was in Boston. And Very conservative. Very, no, very conservative. conservative. So you have a little bit different view, and I don't think it's a necessarily a good overall view. But almost everybody I talk to, we, we don't really have a lot of prejudices. We, we really don't dislike gay people and you don't we, we really no, no but a lot no, of my no, no. a lot of my friends don't either we really don't in fact I had, a, I had a friend the other day who is a racist and I he walked into my office my, my office woman is a uh, Indian descent mm -hmm. and he calls me a Negro on occasion and, and I finally had enough and I went to him and I said you're, you're a black and racist said, so you, you came in and called my office gal a brown girl. You hurt her feelings. You made her cry. And I'm going to end this right now. We, we can't do this in today's world. You have to understand that you live in a very narrow world. He has other problems. He's manic, depressed, even other things. You know, so he has other issues. But, but you need to take a better view of the world because we're all in this place together. And you need to start understanding this. And this is part of the thing I'm trying to bring to this is that we really need to understand, look, we all got a lot of problems out there that need to be solved, and this division is not going to solve it. But that goes, that goes back to what we were saying last week. You are, you are not prejudiced, but the people that make laws don't see things the way you do. But so we have a lot of bad people in there. But, yes, <laughs> but the problem is... They're in there for the money. I, I don't think that's the issue, and I, I really well, got split, yeah. but I, yeah, I know say, you got to go. I would say this: this is the danger that I think America has fallen into, and it is one of its worst pitfalls at the moment. It is, a danger. is that you cannot talk about racial issues without being racist. You can't talk about anything. You can't talk about the gay community without being homophobic. You can't talk about illegal immigration without being racist against Mexicans. You know, you can't talk about it. All of a sudden, it's now to the point where you can't have an honest discourse about what the issue is. Right. Without, so, I mean, like, I agree Black Lives Matter. I wish more black people cared that Black Lives Matter, to be honest. And we'd stop shooting each other in Chicago. That would be great. I would love that. So if you want to think Black Lives Matter, then stop shooting each other. That would be kick-ass, because generally that's gang violence up there. And it sucks. You know, so... There's got to be a point where you can go back to having a reasonably honest discourse about what the issue is. Illegal immigration is an enormous problem, whether we want to admit that it is or not. And that doesn't make you anti-Mexican. It makes you anti-illegals coming across the border. Mm -hmm. So, and I know a lot of people who immigrated legally who are absolutely pissed. You know, they waited 10 years in some cases to get into this country to get a green card, did it the right way, and yet you have dudes jumping in the river and going out at every right that you do. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, that's a real problem. That's not being racist. That's like the system no, sucks and, and there's a problem. And we can and talk about that. But which is, which is kind of the purpose yeah. of the podcast. Of the Law Party podcast. Yes. But would you not know, agree that in general... Yeah, no, I yeah. definitely, I do agree. I think it's I a actually real do agree. You can't have a racial conversation. You know, I mean, which, I, which is really, problem. truly one of the reasons that I wanted to start a podcast. It's a freshman in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, the reason that I wanted to start a podcast is I wanted to get a group of people together who are from different races, different age groups, different backgrounds, 
and we could actually have a conversation and not leave the table hating each other's guts. And it's a beautiful thing. Oh, it, 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 it is a beautiful thing. Definitely one of the reasons that I that I wanted to do this and 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 I'm uh, really glad that uh, that it has been embraced. And um, and, uh, and I'm uh, super grateful that everybody uh, who has come to join the panel has joined the panel. I'm super grateful that everybody out there that listens listens because the ability to have civil discourse is what I think the biggest problem is in this country. Absolutely. Uh, between races, in races, you know, it's we can't talk to each other anymore. And that's a problem because you can't solve any problem if you can't, one, acknowledge the problem is real, and two, have a discussion about the problem to figure out how to solve it. That's why we don't have a problem with the first one. Everyone says these are the problems, right? Everyone wants to talk and say that there is a problem. They know what the problem but is. Yeah. you can't have a conversation about it. Well, well, and that, that goes back... Oh, sorry, Sean. No, you it's had, okay. You no, had your hand no, up. Okay. No. Well, to your point, it's, we all know what the problem is. It's just we all have different ideas for the solution. And what we can't agree on is that we all want to solve the problem, and we want to solve the problem in a way that we think is right, but each person comes at it with an idea that, well, your way is wrong, my way is right. So what ends up happening is you end up... Yeah, so you end up fighting each other. And, it's, and the way I always look at it is I think everybody, again, if you're Republican, if you're Democratic, or if you're, if you're independent is you want what is right for the country. You want what is right for your fellow man. You know, but you have a different way about coming about it. So the way I look at it is I, I listened to I listened to a kid that I knew who grew up in a in a well to do family. They owned a business and his idea of helping out the poor was give them money and give them give them benefits and stuff. And I said, Well I grew up poor. I know the best way to help out the poor is don't give them stuff you got to help them earn it. You have to help them get to that next level. you got to help them get that education, help them get that, that work experience. Give them self-value. Yeah, yeah, show them that path and get them there Absolutely. because that's what brings them up and that's what brings them out. It's not just handing them something because that becomes a trap. You get trapped in that. And the thing is, I've seen people get trapped in that. And his answer is like, no, 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 that's not the way it is. And, it's, and the thing is, again, is we both want to help the people out. It's just... And we both agree there's a problem. We just both disagree about the solution. Well, as, and that's as, where that fight comes in. As an employer, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I went to the inner city and hired a bunch of kids. And they couldn't work more than 23 hours a week because they couldn't get off the stipend. I couldn't, to my frustration and, and my failure to them, couldn't make them understand, go work 40 hours a week. I will give you all the tools you need to succeed. But you got to listen to me. Yeah. I know how to do this. I am successful because I know how to do this. Believe me, you've got to understand where I'm coming from. And it's it's a very frustrating thing when you deal with something like that. And I, I, I never have, you know, that bothers me to this day that I couldn't reach a single, out of 13 individuals, I couldn't reach a single one. Well, mm. and it, it kind of goes, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's heard it, but, you know, going back to having the podcast and different opinions and being able to talk, which is nice because we all have a different opinion. All of us. Yeah. You, I mean, you and I argue about stuff all the time. Yeah. But you listen, <laughs> you listen to someone else's opinion and you value their insight. And it goes back to you don't learn and grow by talking to people that have the same opinion as you. 
I'll bring up my best talking. friend one more time because we don't we have very different opinions. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the end of the, at any any of our conversations, it's always you made some good points and I made some good points and I still love you. You know, and that's well, that's a cool thing. There's that's times a great that, cool thing that I got a brother that I can relate to that way. There's times that Mario and I will really disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't get to the point where like you're sleeping on the couch tonight. No. But I go away and I think about our conversation. It's like, you know, you had a good point and I see it. You know, nope. it may not change my opinion of it, but it also. But I understand the next time, why you came to the point you're, right. you're at. Yeah. yeah, but the next time we talk about something like that, I I know I have you know it, it comes from a different place because I've gained that knowledge, and I I think that's what it's an we're understanding missing. of a person. Yeah. it's understanding that. You may feel the same way, but you're going to see it different. He, he's a man. I'm a woman. We're going to see things differently. Sure. I mean, just fundamentally, you're going to see. And my life experience changes the way that I see things. Mm -hmm. So you, you just have to respect other people's And you the know, thing I learned life. with my wife is that I'm always wrong. There you go. I think you touched on something very, I think that's very important. Right. And I think what you touched on is more about, is more today, like more important about today than it was maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe even five years ago is kind of like what you're talking about is, you know, people just t are in their own little corners about mm -hmm. their beliefs. But I think we've created with, with social media and with different variety of news channels and all that kind of stuff is you create your own community. Mm -hmm. And what that does is that hardens your resolve as to what you believe. And you're just constantly having conversations with people who just say, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. So you believe you're right. But then the problem is the other side is doing the same thing. So then when you come together, it's you meet somebody who has a differing opinion. And because you don't discuss it or talk out or you don't interact with those because you don't have that in your community, mm -hmm. you have that fight again. You mm -hmm. have that discriminant right, fight. Right. And again, in this society, because, again, of all the different things that we create, we create that society, and then we, we, when we meet somebody that we disagree with, we retract back into our community that agrees with us. You know, you have a whole population behind you that says you are you're right. right. Yeah. You are and, not wrong. And never challenges you, yeah. even when they may disagree with you, they're not going to challenge you on that. So it's one of those things where a long time ago, you didn't have that, so you'd have a discussion with people, and you mix with people with different opinions, and you'd have a conversation, and sometimes you'd be like, oh, that guy's an idiot, or you know, you'd be like, oh, okay, he, he's got a point. And, and it's just, I think that's the biggest problem is you fall back into your own community. Mm -hmm. Mean we compromised? Yeah. 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 Really? <laughs> we had compromise? Yeah. How yeah. wonderful. Right. But it's just. And it's, that goes back to nobody wants to give an inch. Okay, right. Yeah. Absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. So before we get out of uh, this week's party foul section. Uh, and get into party favors. Do we have any uh, anything else uh, from uh, Brian or Roy? Maybe uh, you, uh, you haven't had, had as much to say as everybody else. Their content was more. Uh, I do believe so. <laughs> I think it was a great conversation. No, absolutely. absolutely. I think we had a wonderful conversation. Absolutely. Uh, and just so everybody knows, next week, of course, we'll be discussing. 
the DNC uh, and their and their their convention and everything else that went on in the world. That'll be uh, fun too. That would yeah. absolutely. I think you should definitely bring up that Bernie Sanders supporters topic next week. Then with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be, absolutely. I'll be interested to talk talk on that because I will, I'll have to say that most of my friends that are my age are definitely the ones you were talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Before I came here, and I wish I had my other phone on me, uh, Frank Luntz, who's a pollster, sent out a uh, uh, tweet earlier today saying that um, as of today, 40% of the Bernie supporters that they've polled are not going to vote for Hillary. And then when they took a look at the breakdown, half of it was going to Gary Johnson and half of it was going to Trump out of that 40%. I believe that. So that's, that's now right how, now, how, as of right now. So And with that... Another pollster did a, a look at the, the map for election purposes, and if the election were to be held today, Trump would win it with 54.6% of the votes, giving, and it was a total of 278 electoral votes. Um, and, yeah. and that's what's crazy about that is up until now, Hillary, Hillary was, was winning. winning. Absolutely. And I think it's two things. One, you come off of a convention. So yeah. you always get about you a 5% bump. Yeah. But he got that. a lot more bump than what but not, I would say not right. that much. I think he got Almost a bump from a that. 10-point point swing, but what he gained and what he lost. But, again, is going back to what you're saying is when it's it's the, the bump, but then the document dump from uh, WikiLeaks from the DNC really disenfranchised those guys even more who were, Trump, who were uh, Bernie supporters, and I think that also gave him that other bump on that. Mm -hmm. So, again, we're a lifetime away, a political lifetime away from the actual election, so as people's emotions kind of temp down and temper down and they It'll start change. getting back of it, I think you're going to see a flip of that. But I think it's going to be a tight race. But it's yeah. crazy that you were really full-on Democrat, and you're now... I mean, that's just that's such a polar. That's not it. That's yeah, such I don't a think, polar I don't think that is opposite of Bernie and Trump. But I don't, it's, I don't it's think. About, it's about what the, who represents the establishment. Right. And Hillary represents all of that. And they're saying Bernie was the opposite. And really, in a sense, Trump is kind of, he's not, he doesn't represent that either. And so they're saying anything for her. I don't think the young people are as much Republican Democrat as, let's say, like maybe my generation or the past generations who like they're in those parties mm -hmm. I think they're more you know okay I, I see like you're talking about is I see the corruption I see the bad stuff I see all these things and this is what's wrong with the system and they're more for okay who's outside of that system mm -hmm. yeah. I, I don't think mm -hmm. the young people I think the people who are in that age between 18 or, and really I put it because 18 year olds really aren't usually politically astute or active I think it's that 23 to 35 year olds that in between that are I'm not a Republican I'm not a Democrat I'm just sick of it and they're looking for that person who's outside of it yep. and that's what Bernie represented and again back to that is that's a little bit of what quote unquote Trump represents but he really didn't either because he, I mean how long has he been in politics he just had a better way of of relating. But they're saying oh, yeah. people can't, yeah. people haven't paid them off, I think. Right. That's but that's what an election is, is how you But how do they know people. that? It, they don't know that. She just happens to have been in higher profile positions. There's just emails and, proving and, that she has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I'm it's, not saying it's right. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not, no, no. I'm not I just think that. I just think that if he would have been the nominee, we would be hearing more stories. I just, in my opinion... They go after who they think is the most threatening. Well, he's, he's been 25 years. And I also yeah. think to a degree people want to... In politics. 
But you didn't hear anything about Kasich. I mean, really, honestly, the only one you hear a lot about was Cruz. That's because I don't think Kasich had a shot. And he was front runner. But Kasich didn't have a shot. That was the problem. Like, Kasich should have been out months before, yeah, but he, he just stuck it in there just to be that guy that's in there. Like so Bernie was sticking it to Hillary. Right. So, but the thing was, nobody really was paying much attention to Kasich because it was like, he's, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. He, he's just there just to be there. Um, as far as uh, Bernie, though, one thing that did come out about Bernie is he used to write porn. <laughs> no, seriously, he did. True. You can look it up. True. I mean, he used That's to, true. In the 60s, 70s, he used to write porn. I don't swear even, to God. I don't that even, I need that not to be I a picture never, in my head. I did so, not hear that. that Bernie's a freak. Yeah, Bernie's a freak. Look, look, freak. look, look, look it up. Oh, yeah. Look it up. That look is it up. That's a fact. I saw that. I looked, and I fact checked it. And that's true. Okay, on the, on that note, we'll, uh, we'll discuss more. Yeah, no, well, not yeah. really more, but yeah. we'll discuss. Yeah, on, I'll bring some in. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, uh, on that note, next week on the podcast, we'll be talking about the DNC, and we'll be talking about talk about the uh, the Bernie faction, the Hillary faction, and we'll dig deeper uh, into that side. So, uh, with that, that ends this week's party files, and we will talk about this week's party favors. And uh, there was a couple of stories that I did see that were a little bit more heartwarming. One I found there was there was uh, uh, this homeless teen that uh, he had to he biked uh, 50 miles uh, in order to register for college. Uh, he's in uh, in Georgia, and he was registering at uh, Gordon State uh, College and there was this huge uh, outpouring of, uh, of folks that uh, donated money to him and uh, I think they donated like $184,000 when this story came out wow. in, in the Georgia News to, uh, to get this kid to college because they because he was obviously uh, dedicated and had his, his head in the right place and people wanted to help him out. And uh, just just so the podcasters out there knows, um, this is a black team. So um, there... You had a dream. There, there, as much as we hear about all of the bad things that are happening um, to our black youth and, and there are... A massive amount of things happening and, and, and going wrong and definitely that is a podcast that I will get into uh, on a different date. I did want to give a story that was uplifting about, uh, about, a, about a black kid who was just trying to do the right thing and everybody saw it and everybody dumped him a ton of money. Mario, that's awesome. Is, is it true in the story and I think I remember reading something on this that wasn't it a officer peace officer that kind of took notice of him yes yeah and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, helped yeah, him yeah. out yeah he was, yeah, yeah. He he, was the first one he was the kind of got it started and got yeah. it on the social media and mm-hmm. yeah it started you know, a uh, he, he saw he saw a young man he started a facebook page for him yes and, uh, yeah he saw a young yeah, man yes yeah, he started a facebook page and then a kickstarter campaign that uh you now, know to me that is not only the young man had a dream and something he wanted to do and he was willing to reach out and grab it, but he had a peace officer that saw, wow. And cared about and I cared. care about this kid enough. I'm gonna, he wants to do something. I'm willing to help him out. He has the will to succeed. I'm going to give him the tools to succeed. 
that and, and for that me is, and you know my history yeah. man that's that one was my caucus yeah, yeah. i i'm all about that 100 percent raise yeah. yourself up every day and that is why that is one of that is one of this week's party favorites i thought that that was that's a that was story. great story i think uh I, you know <coughs> a couple of things one is d definitely keep that kid in mind in the future because if you have that kind of dedication and again we're talking about in the south and when we talk about this week or, or this month it has been extremely brutally hot so to get on a bicycle in 100 degree 100 plus degree heat <laughs> index georgia heat georgia <laughs> <point> <laughs> here. absolutely right, and right. you're on a bike and you go 50 miles to register for college that's somebody who's dedicated They've they've got a vision, they've got a, a desire, and I think that that kid's probably gonna do great, great, great things. So definitely keep him in. No, you know. that's well, the that way they'll take <coughs> two and a half to uh, three hours bike ride. That yeah. that that knowing yeah. that, I, I will predict two this young man will reach out <coughs> and bring other people up behind him. That's the thing that about this this young man, and if I, I I would not think I'll be proved wrong here. I think I'll be proved right. He's going to realize the gift he was given. He's going to work hard to achieve it, and then he's going to go back and bring more people with him. And that's how change happens. It happens slow, but it happens right. And it happens right. Uh, so everybody out there in podcast land, uh, this kid's name is Fred Barley. He's in Conyers, Georgia. So if you uh, happen to see his uh, Facebook page or uh, run across uh, yeah. the Kickstarter or whatever, uh, kick him down. Kid, give him a couple of I think it'll be all right. I think Conyers is a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I was there, I think, a month or two ago. It's a uh, suburb of Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. to the, I think, to the southeast of Atlanta. So think about how hot and miserable it's been in Atlanta. So that's yeah. what yeah. he had to go through. Absolutely. But I think what this story really points out, and I think, you know, <coughs> we as Americans, we, we, we put a lot of our, our problems in the forefront. We're the first people to go out and talk about we have a racist past, we have this kind of past, and that kind of stuff. I think what we don't do enough of is promoting all the good that we do. And in that sense, it's America is one of the most charitable nations in the world, not only within our own borders, but actually outside of it. Uh, a lot of times when um, things like what happened in Haiti, uh, what happened in Indonesia, we were some of the largest private donors, uh, just private money going into those areas and helping those people out. Not just the money that the government gives, but actually what the individuals here Individual actually give to those places. So we do a lot more than what I think a lot of people realize as individual citizens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, next, uh, next party favor that I thought was a great story. Um, there's a, a guy named Samson McCormick. Um, um, he took to Facebook to talk about an elderly man that he met in the grocery store. He just called the called the the guy uh, Mr. Samuel. Um, uh, Mr. Samuel is is uh, is a white guy, and uh, Samson is a younger uh, black guy. And it he said it made his day because he was uh, in the store. Um, saw that he was uh, a little short on money and uh, and, th and this elderly white guy bought his groceries for him um, and his comment to him was um, black lives do matter and uh, I thought that that was uh, another one of those stories that I was just like you know 
yes, I wanted I want to talk about all the party files where you know people have just spilled their drink all over the place. But I also want to talk about the good stories too, because yeah. you know, just like when you go to any any real party, um, you you actually might witness several party files, but uh, you only walk away usually with one party favor. And uh, so I wanted to make sure that I found. <laughs> you better only be walking away. That's all I gotta say. I have another positive story. It was in the Kansas City Star, uh, and I, I wish I could remember the man's grocery store. I wish I could remember his name, but I can't. But he owns a grocery store here in Kansas City. And it's an inner city during the food desert, where there's not a whole lot there. And he is 90 some years old, damn near. Somewhere 89, 90 years old, still goes to the store every day. And he will literally sometimes take people home with their groceries. They can't get a ride. And his whole, all of his kids work in the grocery store. That's awesome. And they thought about, you know, there was times when they talked about closing it, but they just won't do it because it serves his community. They're a black family serving black folks taking care of their community. And that grocery store is an important place to them, very important place to them. And there's a lot of folks, they got to take the bus there to get back, and if they have to wait on the bus, it's too hot, he's not beyond going to get in his truck and taking them home. That's awesome. Or sometimes even bring them to the grocery store to buy the groceries and go home. Yeah, having, and, I, and I don't doubt that he doesn't throw a few extra things in on case. Yeah, having been, you know, one of those people uh, at one point in time in my life that you know, was going to need to uh, walk to and from the grocery store and uh, carry as much as I could carry, you know, back the five or six blocks to walk back home. Um, you know, that type of story, that type of person, um, is, is that's, that's just a beautiful thing because I know how difficult that is. You know, I, I know and have known over the years several people who, you know, they've had to, you know, take cabs or something, you know, uh, to just go make groceries. And that's, you know, so... And not they really only, couldn't afford to take that cab. Exactly. That's, that's a sad thing, was yeah. cutting into their little bit of income that they had. Exactly. exactly. You know, and I was, I was poor and homeless once, too, so yeah. I didn't have a vehicle for years after I got disposed of. <laughs> Yeah. So with with that, um, those are those are a couple of stories that I found this week, and I want to share uh, in this week's party favor section, uh, which brings us to the close of this week's uh, Law Party podcast. And I want to thank everybody out there for tuning in. I want to thank everybody on the panel for coming, and uh, I want to end this with the quote that I end all podcasts with. The quote that kind of started it all for me. And that is, if everybody raises their glass, two good times, we're good people.